Welcome to the Fountain of Life podcast. This is your host, Charles Zuta. And thank you so much for joining me today on today's episode. In the past couple of episodes, we have been looking at how we can unlock all the benefits and the blessings that accumulate to us as children of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And we have seen that one of the first keys that we need to be familiar with is being able to hear the voice of God, listening to the voice of God, and obeying it, because that is the key to blessings. And when we don't do it, we deny ourselves opportunity to be blessed and to walk in the ways that God wants. The second key that I want us to consider in today's episode, God willing, is to also look at how God wants us to see ourselves. How do we see ourselves? Remember, God told the people of Israel in Isaiah 1, 19, emphatically, that if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. It's the same principles that we are following in this, you know, as New Testament church, you know, in a new dispensation. Because God wants us to obey. God wants us to hear. God wants us to walk in his ways. But if we don't know who we are, then there is a problem. So the next key that we need to look at critically is knowing who we are, accepting who we are in Christ, and acknowledging every good thing that God had indeed done for us in Jesus Christ. You see, the key to everything that Jesus had done is he did it on our behalf. So in order to benefit from art, from, in order for us to benefit from, benefit from it, we need to trade places with him. We exchange places with him. See, so everything that Jesus had done, he didn't do it for himself. He did it on our behalf. So now we walk to the cross, we walk into those storerooms and we trade places with him. The exchange, there's a divine exchange. We trade our sorrows for his joy. We trade, we trade our confusion and anxiety for his peace. So there is a divine exchange involved. But you cannot be able to do that if you don't embrace or accept that he did all of these things for you. So the key to unlocking the full benefits of the cross, the second key that I want us to be talking about is our ability to unlock, our ability to acknowledge everything that Jesus had done on our behalf. He did it for us, but if we don't see it as for us, we are never going to be able to walk in it. So 
Paul writing to one of his disciples, Philemon or Philemon, as others may pronounce it. It's just one chapter. Verse 6. This is what Paul wrote to the young man. He said, That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So Paul writing to this young man told him, Look, your ability to communicate your faith, to let others know who you are and walk in all that Jesus has done for you, being a witness to the world and living to your maximum potential in Christ is only possible by acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. So this is important and I'm really, really fascinated by what Paul is trying to nudge this young man to do. Before we came to know Christ, we lived a certain lifestyle. We were in a certain frame of mind. We were subjected to all sorts of things, detected by the flesh and the world system. But instantaneously, when we gave ourselves to Christ, instantaneously, we were translated from the kingdom of darkness into light. We became children of God. We were translated from the kingdom of the enemy to the kingdom of God. These things happened just like that, by our faith agreeing with what God has said. Okay. But the translation of this, so if we have become these new creatures, how do we translate all of this if God has imposed righteousness, clothed us with righteousness, clothed us with all of these blessings, how do we translate it into our everyday lives? You see, so Paul said the first step begins by acknowledging it. Acknowledging means I agree. Yes, Lord, this is who you have made me to be. This is who I am in you. You see, so Christianity or walking with God is not just an emotional trip. Yeah, there is some emotions involved. Great. When we are worshiping God and the joy and the Holy Spirit comes on us, we feel our emotions. Those are wonderful. But there is also a component that is our will has to move. You see, our will is what God has given us the grace to control. So everything that he has placed in our care, the, the, the key that will move and connect us, the gear that will connect us into moving in the direction of God is the will. So that is why Isaiah was writing to the people in Isaiah 1 and that if you are willing and obedient, we've talked about hearing, listening, and obeying God's voice and the blessings bring. But the, the next cog in that wheel, in that gearbox that is going to translate the engine's power into the ties and move us into the place that God wants, that gear is our wheel. So God can do everything that he has, he wants to do. So long as our will don't move in the direction that he wants, those benefits won't be released into our lives. You see, so Isaiah was very, very emphatic in that. If you are willing and obedient, we have to be willing. So Paul is telling Philemon here or Philemon here that the communication of your faith, 
you're being successful as a believer to witness to grow to increase in god and impact your generation it's possible by the acknowledging you just have to acknowledge it this is who i am that is an important starting point and that is a decision only you can make god can make that for us you see just like we, we read you know we saw in the previous episodes about jesus standing outside and knocking we have to open the door if we don't open we don't benefit from we dining with him and he dining with us so there are certain things that it's only us we are the only ones who hold the key so in this case also your ability to walk in the things that god has done through christ begins by saying yes i believe i accept it's true that i'm a new cre- creation i accept that this is what jesus did for me you you need to acknowledge it agree that is true accept that this is it he saved me from sin and now i'm a righteous person okay so we need to acknowledge it acknowledge it so when you wake up in the morning you tell yourself i am a new creation in christ jesus and then comes the next step if we acknowledge it now what okay so if we acknowledge that this is who we are in christ all that we've talked about he's clothed us with salvation he's given us a robe of righteousness he took our sin he took our guilt he did all those things we need to acknowledge those things that is to accept that is true and then let it move our will see that is so important because it's one thing having going to church and having an emotional high because you are worshiping jesus and all but then there is a disconnect between what jesus had done with your everyday life you see something has to move and the first brick in that laying that structure is acknowledging that indeed this is who i am let us look at it example of that let's see in romans 8 verse 32 paul writing again to the roman church and this is what he told them he says he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us for us all how shall he not with him also freely give us all things we need to acknowledge this fact that if god didn't spare jesus you know he he, he gave him completely to us he practically used him you know as our sin bearing substitute and he he vented his anger and everything on him why will he not with him also freely give us all things not some things so we need to embrace a new thinking this is so important we need to embrace a new thinking and it is all up to us our will needs to move see so the second key that moves and helps us to unlock the benefits in christ is our ability to acknowledge everything that jesus had done for us if we go back to romans chapter 6 verse 11 paul again writing to the roman church and this is what he told them he said likewise you also <coughs> reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but alive to god in christ jesus so there is a position 
we are alive in Christ Jesus, but we are dead to sin. And this all took place in Jesus Christ. When we're baptized, symbolically, we died in Christ. The old you, the old me, the old us died in Christ. You see, and when we're raised up from, you know, from the baptismal font or the water, whatever it was, it symbolizes the newness of life that we have. And Paul is saying that, yes, this is not just figurative. This is not just symbolism. But it is real. So he says, count yourself or reckon yourself or conclude. You see, accept it, embrace it, that indeed you are dead in Christ or we are dead in Christ. So that is the trading places thing. He died and he rose again. But he didn't die for himself. He died for me. So I count myself as having indeed died with Christ Jesus. So that is the same thinking he was writing to Philemon, that acknowledge every good thing. So as you go through the scriptures as a child of God, and you read these things that Jesus had done, don't look at it like, oh, he did it in Calvary years ago, or he did it that. But let it be your daily experience. Let it be you taking it and trading places with him, that he died that I might live. And right now, as I'm living, I'm living as the victorious Jesus Christ. His life is what is bubbling through me. And guess what? You know what that does? When you count yourself to indeed have died, what it means, if you look at a dead person, a dead person can be tempted. A dead person can't fall in sin. Because there are natural cravings that connect them to this world full of sin. doesn't exist. So once we adopt that position and we reckon ourselves to be in that position, things begin to change inside us. Our outlook on life begins to be different. For instance, if you were suddenly made maybe an ambassador to a country, let's say you were a school teacher or you are a scientist or engineer, you had a certain lifestyle and now suddenly the, you were accredited to be an ambassador of your country, you know, to another nation. Instantly, your outlook and everything changes. There is an expectation for that position. So once you accept that role and you present your credentials, you are representing the whole nation. So the things that you normally want to do, the attitudes and the language and all, everything changes because now you are in a different role. See, so Paul is saying that let us indeed reckon ourselves, count it that this is real. I'm now a new person, and I now represent a different me, and that different me is defined by what Jesus did. So, as a child of God, you need to learn to acknowledge every good thing which God had done in your life through Christ Jesus. That presupposes that you need to know. And that is what this whole series of almost 20 episodes have tried to do. To let you know what it costs to make you a Christian. To make you a believer. But all of that won't mean anything if you don't have the keys to translate those things 
into your everyday life. So it starts by acknowledging, agreeing, accepting that indeed this is who I am. I am no more this person who I was beating down, trodden down in poverty, in lack, in sin, in defeat. I am now a new creature. All the old things have passed away. All things have become new. And so, if those things have become new, what sort of person should I be? How do I respond to the new me? That is what it means to be walking with God. It's a continuous transformation from who we were to who God wants us to be. But first, we need to embrace it. We need to accept it, that we are new people. We are new creation. We are now kingdom of priests. We are now represent. We will represent God on this earth, enforcing his ways and his principles everywhere that we go. If we are going to be successful in acknowledging it, if we acknowledge that this is who we are in Christ, the next thing that we need to do is to change how we think. You see, if that diplomat who was maybe a school teacher suddenly his life has been changed altogether now he's an ambassador of a big nation in other countries he will not be effective unless he begins to think differently he doesn't think as a school teacher anymore he thinks as a diplomat he follows a certain rules and requirements of the country that sent him and he represents them to the best of his abilities so paul writing in Romans, again, Romans chapter 12, points us to one of the major steps that we need to make as believers to be able to translate all these blessings that we are talking about into our lives. In Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, this is what Paul says. I beseech you, or I, I employ you, I, I, I'm really begging you, and, you know, really, really put, you know, on my knees, I beseech you. You know therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God so Paul is saying that we need to try our possible best as people because he's, he's begging us by the message of God that now that we are embrace who we are in different paradigm and we are following a different narrative our lives are towing a different path we need to push every part of us our, our bodies our souls our everything we need to sacrifice it we need to let it die you know daily in as Jesus died for us so that we don't conform to this world whatever we left behind in the world when we became Christians it is not going to end well this earth and this world is passing away you see the fashion the taste everything is going to pass so let us get out of there but the only way we can be able to prove what God wants and what God expects and all 
is that we need to change the way we think. And the key word there that he used says we must be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I'm going to dwell on that for some few minutes. The word to transform in the Greek is the same word that we use to, <coughs> excuse me, to for metamorphosis. And those of us who may have a bit of biology knowledge, we all know what metamorphosis is, where maybe something changes from one state to the other. Butterfly will change from an egg maybe to a nymph and then change to caterpillar and then, you know, onto a butterfly. Those transformations, you know, that happen are not really reversible. So when something changes, you know, from a cocoon to caterpillar and on and on, you know, it doesn't go back. It's a progressive change. You see, so Paul is saying that in order for us to metamorphose, to move from one state to the other, from being tossed about in the world, from downtrodden, hooked on to addictions and all sort of things that sin had brought into our lives. In order to escape out of that port, you know, that trap, that snare, that, that phase of our lives, to the newness of Christ, we need to renew our minds. And once again, that word to renew in the original language also means to renovate. So Paul is saying that we have to renovate our minds. If you've been involved in any kind of renovation, once you take out those old carpets, I'm yet to see anybody who's renovating a place and then maybe they put back the same old worn carpets, the same old worn wallpaper, the same drab paints that they don't want, the same dead plants that they don't want. When you renovate, you take out that which isn't good and you bring in what is good. So our minds are the critical piece. Our mind, our will are in the same ballpark. That is our soul. So the key for us to be able to prove that perfect and acceptable will of God for us in Christ, where we can unlock all the benefits, where he's, he dines with us and we dine with him and we release all these benefits that are in Christ, is when we begin to renew our thinking. I don't know, we can have the same old way of thinking in this new paradigm that God wants. So it begins by first acknowledging this is who we are. And so if this is who I am, then I should think differently. Think differently about my life. Think differently about the people I hang out with. Think differently about what I do with my time. Think differently. You see, all of this is only possible our will we will not be able to prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God which is what God wants for us and move to that fullness which is in Christ if we don't acknowledge who we are in Christ and then two if we don't renew the way we think renew your thinking renew your life so if you are in church and maybe you've been born again for all these years and you are not seeing anything you're not seeing 
God move in your life, you are not seeing transformation. Nobody sees who you are. Let's follow the advice that Paul gave Philemon. That the communication of our faith is effectual, is effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. What are we talking about here? Our salvation, our righteousness, our victory, and everything that Jesus did for us on the cross. Let us acknowledge it and embrace it. And then once we acknowledge it, the next thing is we need to let it challenge our thinking, challenge our logic, challenge everything that we have held on to. And then once we begin to renovate our minds, we can begin to prove, to prove to ourselves and prove to the world the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God, which is for you to be successful, which is for you to enjoy all the benefits that God has for us. I'm so glad that we are learning these truths and I thank God for the grace that we have to share them. God willing, next Sunday, we shall look at how we can be able to convert these things that we have accepted and we have embraced into everyday victories for ourselves. Thank you so much for joining me today and I believe that as you continue sharing these episodes and sharing this podcast, God is enriching your life. Thank you, and may God richly bless you. Mountain of my life, I worship you today. of Matthew 11 28 to 29 Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest Amen.